0: events, local, world news, and trending. I am your host, Doug from London, Ontario, Canada. We're going to be talking about school closing to in-person learning indefinitely and also the new measures that just came down from the Ontario government and more restrictions are being added to the closures of Ontario. Thank you for joining me this morning at 9 a.m. Saturday, April the 17th. and gentlemen well the sun is out shining today here on Saturday April the 17th from a cool week to hopefully a better day today now here across Ontario um, we've seen this coming even though um Our educational minister said that the schools would remain open to in class learning. They have turned around and done a complete 360. And announced that all schools across the province of Ontario will be closed indefinitely to in class learning. Now, for the reason behind this, and everybody knows this across Ontario, that our cases of COVID-19 is off the charts. 4,800 new cases reported yesterday. Another record high. We are in worse worse shape than we've been in through this whole pandemic. Worse than last year, at this time, we are in worse shape. Now, closing the schools, you know, because this is, this is the week that they were on their break, which was postponed from March. And then announcing that all the schools are gonna be closed indefinitely. Now they're hoping that you know cases would it would be coming down. Um, unfortunately, that's not the case here in Ontario. They're hoping that schools would be back in by the end of the month. That's not going to happen because Ontario now is in another stay-at-home order with new measures imposed on all of us. Now, our educational minister um, days before this announcement had told all parents that schools would remain open after the spring break. Our cases of COVID-19 like I said, is at an epic level, is off the charts. Our hospitals are filling up, our ICUs are filling up. And that means with young people, ladies and gentlemen, that means people 19 to the age of 30 are hospitalized with COVID-19. Now, what the government is going to do for the child care and for non-school age children will remain open during the school closure before and after school programs will be closed. Also free emergency child care for school-aged children of of eligible health care and frontline workers will also be available during the closure. And the government said that school boards will make provisions for continued in-person learning for students with special educational needs who require additional support that cannot be accommodated through remote learning. Now this announcement is to keep schools closed just came just a day after the educational minister issued a letter to parents insisting that schools will remain open while the province is under a stay-at-home order which is now not the case this was last monday ladies and gentlemen that when he changed his tone while speaking to um the government saying that he's, he's is growing increasingly concerned about the sharp rises infections. Now, we know where the infections come from, ladies and gentlemen, and you wonder, and you wonder how they get into workplaces. How does this infection get into workplaces? It comes from the outside. It comes from our behaviors. Our chief medical officer, we're seeing impacted, our cases being impacted by the gatherings on the Easter weekend. And they know this through contact tracing. They know this when people come down with COVID 19, they know where it's coming from. Welcome to the show. I am your host Doug from London, Ontario, Canada. Thank you for joining me. I saved this article um, for this weekend, you know, because um, I want to see, you know, what was going to take place. And um, so you don't have to wait from, you know, have to wait for, you know, the government's announcements, um, what is going to happen. So here in Ontario, Canada, um, the kids, all the all the public schools, Catholic school boards, you know, they've been on their spring break this week. This is the last weekend for that. And all the schools now are closed indefinitely. They will go back to remote learning, which we all know how difficult this has been for school aged children and for the parents. On top of everything else, our case, our caseload uh, of COVID-19 reported yesterday another 4,800 new cases of COVID-19 here in the province of Ontario. By the end of this weekend, we'll probably see 5,000 new cases of COVID-19. The Government of Ontario, even though right now, ladies and gentlemen, we are at a stay-at-home order. Now, there are some changes made to the stay-at-home order and it's pretty much what uh, we saw last March. Our first our first initial um lockdowns and stay at home orders. now, with some enhanced measures that the Ontario government um, think is is going to work and being far more far more stricter than what we've seen. Now, this one here, ladies and gentlemen, with the new orders, that are in place they are now giving the Ontario police the authority to stop anybody on the street or stop anybody in their car to find out if you're going out for Essential purposes only. This is never seen before. This is the strictest measure in North America. Now, our cases here, all across Ontario and in Toronto, the Peel region, the uh, the York regions, all that surround the city of Toronto um, has been the hotspot from the get go. And it's a whole lot worse. Now with these new stay at home orders, meaning that nobody can visit anybody's household. Nobody can go to any parks or playgrounds. Nobody can gather with anybody outside of their cohort meaning their household Now, I had this, I had this, uh, um, I don't know why I'm not at the bottom of my page here. Really don't know why. Now, what happened to it here, but that's okay. I will, uh, take the two seconds to go, whoops, (gasps) she's almost deleted it, don't want to be doing that, so we'll just jump out of this for a second because these new rules, ladies and gentlemen, um, are the strictest that anybody sees, and this also includes um, interprovincial travel. Now, if anybody not familiar with, uh, the geographics of, um, of Canada, um, Manitoba and Quebec, uh, borders Ontario. Starting on Monday, they will have restrictive measures that only individuals for essential reasons will be able to come into Ontario. That means truck drivers, that means essential workers. who work here in Ontario from Manitoba or Quebec will be able to enter Ontario. Nobody else will be able to. This is the first time during this pandemic that we put these restrictions on, on travel between provinces. Now, giving the, um, the the, uh, police, um, these temporary measures, I mean, I think it's going to be really hard for them to enforce it, you know, because you know our, our men and women of blue have far more serious issues to deal with every single day than to be stopping somebody walking down the street or stopping someone in their car just to find out whether you're out for essential reasons or not and how the officer is gonna be able to determine whether you are going to the grocery store or you are going to a doctor's appointment or you're going to the pharmacy and you're not just running to your closest coffee shop to grab a coffee. Now, starting today, ladies and gentlemen, The Ontario government is restricting. In, this is what I said for the interprovincial travel. They're extending the state of emergency and stay-at-home home order by two more weeks, because additionally it was on till the end of the month. Now it's going to go right, probably to April twenty to to May twenty, which would be the start of, in the kickoff to. Summertime fun. So really what we're looking at here is we're looking at another four weeks. This is only the 17th. And this stay at home in the emergency orders will be until May the 20th. Welcome to the show. I'm your host Doug from London, Ontario, Canada. So I'm out here talking about the new restrictions, the new stay-at-home orders and um, added restrictions because here in Ontario, Canada, we have hit epic levels of COVID-19. And like I said just yesterday, 4,800 new cases And by the end of the weekend, it'll be well over 5000 cases and this is per day. Ladies and gentlemen, not per week or per month, this is per day. Now, the government here of Ontario, you know, they made this an announcement yesterday saying that there are a few options left, I mean they don't have any, really, any options left, what they can um, impose on the citizens of Ontario. I mean, they are at their end of what they can do. Now, our uh, Solicitor General announcing yesterday, that the police will now have the authority to stop a vehicle or person to find out whether you're out for essential purposes. Now the Ontario government is giving the police temporary powers to enforce its stay-at-home order and allow them to stop individuals and vehicles and ask their reasons for leaving their homes. Police will also have the authority to stop a vehicle to inquire why they're leaving the residence. Now. She talked about um, how, you know, discouraging um, she became, you know, with um, people gathering in large groups, lineups, when she's mentioning lineups, she's talking about lineups at the big box stores, down the street and around the corner waiting to get into a Costco. People gathering in in, in groups, not social distancing, not wearing a mask. House parties, you name it. You know, people just doing all the wrong things. Now, how the police are gonna enforce this, I really don't know. I mean, like I said, our, our men and women in blue have more important things to take care of out there. When people are calling for help, the police respond. Crimes being committed, Police have to respond. You know, the police really don't have the time to pull up alongside you while you're walking down the sidewalk to ask you where you're going. To take that time to ask you to identify yourself and give a place of residence and then have to explain to the officer where you're going. Because people are going to be going to Costco because Costco can sell groceries right now they can't sell anything else. Same with Walmart. Walmart sells groceries. And then you have your grocery stores. People, when you get pulled over, you're going to be asked where you're going. You're going to be telling them you're going to the grocery store or you're going to work. Now, I leave work. I, you know, when I go to work, I leave my home about a uh, quarter to six in the morning. I have roughly about a 40 minute drive to work because I work outside of the city. So I'm subject to being pulled over by the police. At that time of morning to find out why I'm out there, why I've left my residence. Now she had mentioned this before this is not the first time that she has mentioned this that that, that the the, uh, police you know could uh, potentially stop you and the police uh departments all across the city all across ontario said we're not going to stop people we're not going to ask for people for an essential letter that you're an essential worker Here in the city, the city police said that they're waiting for more instructions from the government. Now, the other problem here, ladies and gentlemen, is that um, for those who will not comply, um, will be issued a ticket. Now, under the, the, uh, the Management and Civil Protections Act, penalties for non-compliance are set at a minimum of $750. So if the police officer comes to the conclusion that you are not out for essential reasons, he or she, can issue a fine of seven hundred and fifty dollars. That's always been the case, you know. But more so, they use that that fine for people who um, were having um, large gatherings. It was it was used for people who were having more than um, allowable. Um, in their homes. You know, like for uh, an Easter dinner when you were just restricted to just the family cohort. And only one other member of the family who lived alone could join that household. If you had 20 people in your house, you were subject to the $750 fine. Now that $750 fine could mean an individual just walking down the street and not really out there for any essential reason, you know, and, you know, exclude, exclude the homeless because, you know, they're going to be on the streets anyways. So they're not going to be issued a ticket. But anybody else, you know, if you can't give a good enough reason to the police of why you're out, then you could get the $750 fine. Now, what is going to be Now, a spoke. Uh, first of all, a, spokes, a spokesperson for the Toronto Police Services um, said that they're going to review the new order. Same with the London police here in the city that I live in. You know, prior to any change in our enforcement strategy, we will notify the public on how we plan to implement the new provincial orders. Several police services have said Friday, that they will not be randomly stopping people. They include Waterloo Regional Police, Peterborough Police, the Guelph Police, the London Police Force, and the Ottawa Police. See, they don't have to. Just because our our safety minister says they're giving these new rules to the police, temporary rules to the police to enforce the stay at home order. Now, Well, that little article there really doesn't say much but anyways now what is going to happen here ladies and gentlemen um they are they are shutting down non-essential construction um of course any any construction um they're doing you know road work and sewer work and and things like that that's all this obviously, Going to continue with the infrastructure and in construction, but they will halt all other construction, like high-rise buildings. You know, if you know, new new shopping plazas, um, things like that. Um, they will be shutting down all parks, all playground equipment. All soccer fields, tennis courts, golf courses, any other playgrounds are closed. Just like it was last March. now I mean that's that's you know a lot of exercise for the kids which the kids once again won't be able to go to their favorite playground and play on the equipment You can't even take your kids to the park for them to run around. All playgrounds are closed. And like I said, nobody from outside of your family, except for an individual who lives alone can come to your place of residence for a visit. Our grocery stores, our big box stores will be limited to only 25% capacity. Our non essential businesses will still be able to have curbside pickup. Deliveries will still be allowed. If you're going to order from your favorite restaurant, support your local business. Now with these stay at home orders, you know, I mean how how are you gonna prove to a police officer, for instance for instance, if you are stopped, that you're going to your small hardware store because you ordered online? You're gonna pull out your phone. You're gonna show them the order. You're going to pick it up. I mean, this is time consuming. This is time consuming for the police. I can't even believe that the government would go that far and giving these new measures to police when they don't have time for that crap. They just don't. They don't have time, like I said, they don't have time to stop you from when you're walking down the street to find out where you're going and where you live. They don't have time to to stop a vehicle just for the purpose of asking you where the hell you're going. What needed to be said was that the police can use discretionary measures if they feel like stopping you, not giving the order to the police and saying, you're gonna stop these people. You're gonna stop the car driver. You're gonna stop the the, uh, pedestrian walking down the street. Right, it's like we have to use our own discretion. I mean, why do we, need to go out right now. A lot of people use the weekend to do their errands, to run their errands, to go to the grocery store. You know, to go to the pharmacy if they need to go to the pharmacy or they or they need to go check in on a loved one. You know, the weekends, that's what, you know, that's what weekends were made for. You know, post pandemic, I mean, that's what everybody did. Shopping malls were packed. Playgrounds were packed. Everything, everything that we needed to do, we did it on the weekends. And even with these, these, these stay-at-home orders and all these closures, people are still going to go to Costco, and they're going to still stand out there in a lineup. because Costco's can sell groceries. Now their other biggest concern too is that um, our safety minister said she was concerned about the heavy volume of traffic. 12 o'clock in the day, Monday through Friday, If you're not already at work, where are you going? Now, prior to these new restrictions. You know. You were you were going. Shopping. Or you're going to the nearest. Park with the kids. Or you're going to the nearest walking trails. To get exercise now they say you can't they're not telling you, you can't exercise you can exercise you can go for a walk because that's the best exercise you can give yourself so if a police officer sees you walking down the street and he or she stops you and asks you where you're going You're getting exercise, you're going for a walk. They can't stop you from doing that. It's gonna be really difficult with those measures in place saying that the police can just stop you, right? Yes, I'm from Canada. I reside in Ontario, Canada. Here in Ontario, Canada, our case levels of COVID-19 ladies and gentlemen. It's like a tsunami has passed through here. Schools being closed indefinitely. These new orders of of shut of shutdown and lockdowns. Case counts uh, that that are just off the charts. 4800 cases per day. Here in Ontario. And still the most cases is Toronto. The Peel region that surrounds Toronto, the York region that sounds that surrounds Toronto has the most cases. And they always have. London, where I reside, we've we've we fared, you know, pretty well. We've had our bumps in the road. We've had our ups and downs. Recently, with the uh, with the community outbreak from university students of not following the rules, having parties gathering with other um, um, individuals in in, in their dorms when that was not permitted on campus, 132 students came down with COVID-19 in the last couple of weeks from the university. It spiked our cases, where we didn't want to see them. I, you know, I, I was out here the other day and um, Strathroy, not far from London, about 40 minute drive. You know, they had a, uh, not a big rally, you know, probably about two dozen people rallying against the restrictions like we've seen from time to time again. But one individual really, really struck a nerve with me. And it really strikes a nerve with me when people say that they don't believe that this is as serious as the government and healthcare professionals led on it to be, when in fact it is. She didn't believe, or she doesn't believe that this virus is as deadly as they say it is. I really hope that she doesn't find out because I don't want to see, you know, people like that, Get sick with COVID just to find out how serious it is. Well, here, here, here's here's the thing with that, my friend. You know, it's the Chinese government. All right, Andy. It, it, it's the it's the Chinese government. It's not the Chinese people. Okay, it was the Chinese. It was the Chinese government that tried to hide this. And that stems not just back, you know, in 20, like er, uh, earlier than what they suspected in 2019. It wasn't like October, they were going back as far as August of 2019. The World Health Organization when they did their investigation. The, unf- the unfortunate thing here, the other thing here too about that, Andy, is, is that you know that uh, China has the um, the largest economy in the world. So many things that we buy are made in China. Part of the reason for cost, you you can go buy a high def TV, smart television now for under four hundred dollars. If we built that same TV here, it would cost you well over a thousand dollars. But it's not just China where we get our our uh, belongings from other countries around the world, but mostly things are, sh- are shipped from China. But here we are, we're in a place where we didn't want to be. These new measures come into effect today. The interprovincial travel, we've seen this before, we've seen this last year, um, our Eastern Seaboard, Newfoundland, Labrador had interprovincial restrictions that you could not, anybody from the outside could not go in unless it was for essential purposes. Now, the first time during this pandemic, Anybody from outside the province of Ontario, Manitoba borders Ontario, Quebec borders Ontario, you cannot enter Ontario unless it is for essential reasons. Air travel is not restricted. So just some added restrictions that we didn't do before, you know, with this interprovincial travel, giving the police the authority to stop you on the sidewalk or your car. But we have seen where they've closed down all the playgrounds. We have seen where they've closed the golf courses. Whether that's necessary or not, I have no idea. Our schools are definitely closed. They are not going to be reopening up. They're probably not going to be reopening up until the end of May. With, you know, now parents have to do homeschooling. Online learning, which is very difficult. And the stresses it puts on children and the stressors that it puts on the the parents. So their spring break is is being extended indefinitely. Now as difficult this this may be, and as difficult as this may be for some of you out there. who who cannot behave, the government is sending you a clear, decisive message that it is necessary to only go out for what you need. There's no panic here. Our grocery stores are gonna be packed to the roof as they always are with all the essential things that you need. There isn't gonna be a shortage of toilet paper, so you don't have to go out there and and come out with 10 grocery carts full of toilet paper, Like like we did on the first initial shutdown. All your essential things are available. Our behavior is what drives the pandemic. Change in our behavior will help slow it by doing the things that they're asking us to do. We've been doing this now, ladies and gentlemen, for over a year. We thought maybe coming into twenty twenty one is gonna be a better year. We have vaccines. We're gonna get through this. And things keep turning for the worse. Well, here the here's the problem, you know, with, with the vaccines here here in uh um uh, Canada, Andy is um, is slow going. Unfortunately, delays on on uh, shipments. Not getting uh, the the amount of vaccines that were promised. Pfizer is stepping up for us. Moderna is not. We can't even vaccinate. We, I, I mean, we're probably 150,000 people a day. That's about it. We need to be up over 300,000 a day is where we need to be. Anybody um, who's getting their first shot of the Pfizer, your second shot is extended four months out. So you're not getting your second shot twenty one to twenty-eight days because they want to get as many needles in the arms as they possibly can. But but the rollout for the vaccines here across Canada has been painstakingly slow. I think we've we've managed to vaccinate three million people first shot. Most, you know, like our elderly people, I mean, they got their second shots. That was necessary. That was necessary to, to, take, to take care of the most vulnerable people first, to make sure they got their first and second shot. But we are behind. We are something like 44 42nd, you know, in the world of vaccinations, you know, when, when Canada and the United States and Europe were the first to get the vaccines, Canada fell behind. Pfizer had to, uh, make, uh, adjustments to their their to their to their uh um production in Europe right well we we do but they're not really using it right now neither right so you know we we're like really we're we're using the the Pfizer and moderna right now you know, so that's the that's the most of the vaccines that we have right now, and it's it's painstakingly slow. They are targeting the hot spots. You know, um, basically, uh, where all the most of the outbreaks here across Ontario, um, the most cases is in the is in the uh, Greater Toronto area. So they are targeting those those hotspots and they're going to start to target our essential workers and our teachers. And that so. um, Hopefully by, you know, the government is saying hopefully by June. You know, um, they'll be able to vaccinate a whole lot more people. You know, they're hoping to get up to that 300,000, you know, Canada, you know, Canada has a population um, of 37 and a half million people here in the province of Ontario, where I reside, we have 15 million people. So Canada, so Ontario is almost half the population of Canada. So it's been really difficult getting these vaccines out Andy, it's been, it's been, it's been really hard. You know, but you know, the government can only do what they can do, they can only, you know, with what they have, you know, they have to target, you know, certain areas in the, in the vulnerable people, you know, to get them vaccinated. So yeah, it's been, it's been difficult here across Canada, here across Ontario. And to see our numbers where we are now, we are in, we are in a worse position now here in Ontario than we have, you know, in the entire pandemic. Ontario has surpassed the United States in percentage rate for the first time. Yes, our our, our um, the number of deaths is far less than the United States at twenty-four thousand compared to 300, what is it, 566,000 people in the United States who have died from COVID-19. The world now has surpassed over 3 million total deaths due to COVID-19. The variants are everywhere. From the UK variant, the P1 variant, the Brazilian variant, the South African variant is everywhere. It's proven to spread f- and proven to spread faster. Our workplaces, infections here in the city of London, Cargill, Cargill, which is a food processing plant here in the City of London, has been shut down for two weeks because they have over 90 cases of COVID. They want to target the essential workers, they want to target the, the, the workplaces. But we have to target the, the, the general population because that's how the virus gets into workplaces. It doesn't magically appear in the workplace. The virus is brought into the workplace. Now, people get get COVID because of, of their of their behavior. Bad behavior, for an example, but also people will get COVID doing the right things because they came in contact with with somebody who is positive, accidentally, not on purpose. They've seen cases are already from Easter, and Easter has come and gone. How Ontario has hit that five thousand mark of daily case outbreaks is I can't even wrap my head around that. I can't even begin to wrap my head around that. How we've gotten ourselves in this position. How Canada uh weeks weeks Past is well over a million cases of COVID-19. I can't even wrap my head around on how that even happened. We may be faring better than most countries out there, but we're not in good shape here. We're just not. It's not good. It really isn't good. And with these other added measures onto our lockdowns that we're already in, except for you know a couple of things, like I said, the police will have the the uh, the authority to enforce it, and the the um, interprovincial travel, or just a couple of things added you know, to to what we've normally have seen in any lockdowns. Whether these measures are gonna work, I don't know, because any other measures that we have done have not worked. Here in Ontario, um, during the re, like having the uh, reopening act, using color codes of the green, the orange, the yellow, the red, and the gray was not working. Because they opened up areas and kept areas shut down. And those areas shut down will go to the areas that are open. You know, they need, when when we start to reopen the up again, the government of Ontario needs to come up with a better plan. Because using the color codes is not working. It just isn't. Because it's very difficult to enforce movement. It's very difficult to enforce one region to stay away from another region. Very difficult to do those things. And it wasn't working anyways. The Greater Toronto Area has been in lockdown since November, 2020. They never came out of lockdown. Other regions were opening up using this color code. Green that you know you're you're just free to run about. Red had a capacity of indoor dining and patios. Orange had a capacity of indoor dining and patios and shopping and opening up the shopping malls and all these things. So if you're if you're living in a, a, a in the gray lockdown zone as long as the greater Toronto area has been you're not going to stay in that gray lockdown zone you are going to travel about to the other regions who are open. Potentially spreading the virus or that it is spreading the virus. So those measures didn't work. And I won't be I won't be surprised, you know, after um you know, by May 20th cuz this is how long these these new measures are going to be in place until May the 20th. And if in fact we see the numbers dropping dramatically and they try to slowly reopening the economy again by using the color codes is not going to work. And if they haven't learned from that, I don't know what the government is going to learn from. I think, you know, this entire pandemic, you know, here in Ontario, I've only seen the numbers drop under a thousand only once. It didn't stay there very long. We need to be well under 500. In order to safely start to reopen, but seeing cases five thousand a day, they're pre- they're predicting by the end of May of seeing twenty thousand cases a day here in Ontario. That's what they're looking at. These new orders, these 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 new restrictions put in place whether that's going to have an effect as, as the, 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 they want to, the effect that they want to see is that they want to see it under a thousand cases a day by May 20th. And how do we get there? Well, that depends on us. That depends on all of us. You know, because we all know, we all know what we've been asked to do. Wear a mask, social distance. Sanitize your hands. Don't gather in large groups. Only go for the essential reasons. We hear it every single day, but then the government loosens restrictions and you're given more freedom. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't long ago, three weeks ago that we were allowed indoor dining. Sit on a patio. Wasn't that long ago. When will we see the games is going to depend on us? And and you know, and, and you know, from time to time on my show, I say this. We're all in this together. And it's up to all of us to work together, do the right things. Follow the rules. I can't stand it when people, you know, don't seem to get it, you know, when it comes to your freedoms and liberties. That some people think that it's it's the right to, to do as you wish. Right. We all have basic human rights. We all have that. In a democracy in, 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 in the free world. We all have that right. Anything else is given to you. And it can be restricted. And I've always been curious about that. you know, I looked at the uh, at the Canadian Constitution. And in the Constitution, when there is a intimate threat to human health and human life, such as a virus, the government, can impose these restrictions upon you. So it is not against your freedoms and liberties. But you can tell those things to people who, who thinks that this is against your rights until you're blue in the face. The government has that power and the government has the ability when there is an intimate threat to health and safety and lives. And lo and behold, here we are in a pandemic. And here we are in a pandemic with this virus that is a threat to your health and safety in your life. It's not just old people, you know, it's like, oh, it's just old people are gonna get it. Oh, young people can't get it. No, that's no way can young people get it. The largest increase in infection rates are between the ages of 19 and 30. Check it out, look it up. They know this because contact tracing proves it. When it comes to younger children. Maybe they can get infected. Probably can. So look at it this way, ladies and gentlemen, look at it this way that the virus knows no age. And then act accordingly. Mask wearing, it's not such a big deal. Just wear a mask. It protects you from others. I have no problem wearing a mask when I go into a grocery store or a drugstore. Thank you for that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now, You know, being being a a, a, a truck driver. Um, I guess you know, like anybody else. I mean, anybody else. You know, including myself. Have, have that if you have not contracted the virus. You know, we can con- consider ourselves lucky. I come in contact with people on a daily basis. I have to make those deliveries. I have to do those pickups. Handle the paperwork. And they know that the virus can live on surface on surfaces for for, you know a period of time. And I sanitize my hands so much and, and then, you know, use moisturizer and stuff like that, you know, because, you know, like I don't even have any, I don't even have any wrinkles on my hands. I just sanitize and and wash them so much and smooth and soft, laughing out loud, you know. I guess I can you know consider myself lucky. I follow the rules. No matter how hard it is. And for the next 4 weeks I cannot go visit my grandkids, and I cannot go see my parents, except for talk to them on the phone. Now, you know, the first initial lockdown back last March was actually longer than this one, and how painstakingly that was. And now, with the added measures put in place on top of the lockdown orders that we were already in, this is not new. This is not just starting now. We've been in lockdown. They just added some more measures to it because they don't seem, they didn't seem nothing was working. And for the families out there, ladies and gentlemen, you know, when, when we look at um, our our essential workers, and that stems from all income levels and the struggles that they're going through. People not being able to go to work because they work in 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 in, in a in a sector where, you know, you can't you cannot go to work and the struggles they're having. Our mental health is hurting. We all have COVID fatigue, every single one of us. And we have people who are, You know, not just vulnerable and for those people, you know, that, you know, who who um, who live in in uh, inclusions. You know, it's important to reach out to them. Check in on them. And to my fellow Canadians here in this province of Ontario, we need to better support one another. Our behavior can be much better. Because after all, we are Canadians. We can do much better. I want to mention this on my show too, ladies and gentlemen, because this is very, very important. With these shutdowns, lockdowns, stay-at-home orders, whatever they want to call it. If you know or even that you suspect that somebody is living in an abusive relationship. Get them help. Notify the authorities. Protect her and the children from the abuser. Don't intervene yourself But call the authorities if you know or even suspect someone is living in that situation. And get them help. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for taking the time and joining me. I appreciate the comments. I appreciate you interacting with me. That's important. You know, uh, on a show as well, I, I try to, you know, read as much as I can when it's coming up on my on my on my monitor here. Um, so that you know that I am paying attention to you. And um, um, I, I uh, you know, really uh, appreciate your patience. And uh, coming out here and joining me here on the truckers podcast. I will be back out here tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. And again, uh, Monday morning. And that's the morning show, Coffee with You. Um, Hope you can join me. Um, If you can, I understand. Mm This is the Trekkers Podcast. I am your host, Doug from London, Ontario, Canada. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Here across Canada and Ontario and around the world, enjoy your weekend. Do the best you can out there, ladies and gentlemen. Take care and be safe. And thank you.